Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 142 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And allegedly I'm Sarah, but I'm just really sick and tired of recording separately. But I get it. Um, <laughs> you're not wrong. As I'm looking at the microphones on this table and the empty seats, which one, that's super sad. But Megan's has now drooped oh. and looks very alone. <laughs> <laughs> Poor microphone. Tell it I miss it. <laughs> Megan misses you. <laughs> There's a song about empty chairs and empty tables, although it's not really an empty table, but okay. it's really true. <laughs> So this episode is sponsored by Robin Hart. Thank you so much, Robin. Thank you. Today we will be discussing the first half of Chapter 14 of Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix, Percy and Padfoot. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to boogie your way through the detail. Boogie! Boogie, woogie, woogie. All right. So before we begin, we have some weekly... (laughs) okay did everybody see the new lego sets yeah we got about a million requests to put that into our facebook group which i appreciate every single one of them but people were like that day that it dropped everybody was like post a swish and flick facebook group (laughs) yeah there's more than one Oh, yeah. You just told me about the borough. (gasps) Girl. You didn't look yourself? Have you been on I relied on my wife to say, hey, did you see the new Lego set? They're coming out with the borough. And I said, whoa, that's cool, man. And that was the end of the conversation. Because I thought that was the coolest one. So I was like, ooh, look at the borough. I was like looking at them all. But like that one is super awesome. It's also one of the bigger sets. And I'm like an accomplished Lego master now. So I can't do like (laughs) the 40 pieces anymore. (laughs) Isn't there a TV show? What do they call them? 
Isn't what do they call them in the Lego movie? Uh, Master like, Builders. Yeah, a new, I don't know. Yeah, Master, Master Builders. Builders. Yeah, Master they, Builders. I think that's what this show was called. With Is it the guy who has Batman's voice? Yeah. yeah. Will Arnett. Oh my God. Uh, um, also known as Job Blues, a.k.a. Gob sometimes. I don't care for Job. <laughs> Arrested Development fans will get this. <laughs> So uh, there is there's a super cute Hedwig Lego that I need. It's like just a little figurine. I think it's pretty small. That's cute. But it's cool. And then there is also the Room of Requirement, which is pretty neat. Ooh, it comes with Patronuses. Is that Luna? Yes. Nice. Um, Where are her earrings? Good question. Why They're doesn't it have pictures of all of them? But I do know that hair. there's also the Burrow. There's also Privet Drive, which looks legit. What? And legit. the Astronomy Tower. Mm. All right. So, yeah, the Astronomy Tower and the Burrow are, like, the bigger sets. Um. And then, like, Privet Drive. So, I guess there, you, there was an old Privet Drive one that came out like many years ago but this one is much more detailed and larger so people are pretty excited about it and everybody thought that these lego sets were going to be purely just from movie six and five Mm -hmm. but they threw in privet drive which surprised everybody and it's a chamber of secrets privet drive because it comes with the fort anglia are there bars on the window? I think so. Oh my god. And, there needs to be. <laughs> um, and then the Fort Anglia you get to build. Like a bigger version of it than the one in the big castle. The one in the big castle is like a speck. It's like so teeny tiny. Surprised they haven't lost but it. Yeah. It's super cool. I want to get a couple. We'll see. They're expensive, but they're so fun. They're really fun. They're so fun. I get sucked in, man. Meg will disappear for a week. And she comes out and she's like, check out this gigantic thing I built. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's one that's the Forbidden Forest and it comes with Grop. Oh, Lord. Does you it build look better Grop. than the movie? But it also wow, comes with Katie. centaurs, which is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Is it better than the movie? Uh, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. That's... Oh, and then also um, some sad news for people who are not in our Facebook group, just so that everybody yeah. knows the Wizarding Wizardly World of Kent is officially canceled this summer. Um, so, I mean, no news I was if expecting they're gonna do it, it some other time or what. They but... are not. No, there is oh, news. They are not oh, postponing it. It is just canceled for this year. They are hoping to be able... To do it again next summer because they're going to keep all it said in the statement that they're going to be keeping all of the props and ideas from this year to use for next year. So, God, it like like, okay, I knew it was coming. Yeah, it was inevitable. I was still holding out that shred of hope. I know. And it's still just it just this really I mean, it's okay to say that this really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. 2020 is going to be a wash. Yeah. I think Leaky Con's going to get canceled. I do, too, and I I hate everything. I'll tell you what, I mean, but realistically, like, that's what's for the best, because, like, massive groups of people, like, you know there's going to be people that, you know there's going to be people that don't feel good that are going to go, 
or they've mm-hmm. been around other people and they're not going to care and they're, they're gonna, not going to wear you know, masks. It's just... Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh. For the greater but... good, guys. For the greater good. You know, it's, if the, it's the smartest decision and we support it. We're just sad about it. So. Yeah. Okay. Here's my thought. If we're allowed to be hanging out with each other by then, let's have a huge party that weekend. And okay. like do a just, live stream and stuff. Let's have a swish party. Swish, swish pool party. I'm busy that weekend. You're definitely Although, not. I you might actually have to work. So, <laughs> right. That is my weekend to work. Uh, we're gonna have SwishCon with just the four of us, plus Fozzie Bear. <laughs> it works for me. We'll see. All right, Katie. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to pull a little uh, John Raffio into this because I've been watching Parks and Rec a lot. It's time for the recap. We need to watch that show. Yeah, I need to watch that show because that was beautiful. It was beautiful. Speaking of that, are you going to watch it today? Huh? Are you doing a live episode? Yeah, well, if we're out of here in 40 minutes, which we're not going to be, I'll record it. We might talk fast. Yeah. No, I've been watching it a lot lately, and John Ralphio is the best and worst, so it's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, recap. Uh, so, last time, Harry's detention with Umbridge is exactly what you'd imagine, possibly even worse than you could imagine. Uh, she's true evil. On top of that, Harry gets yelled at by Angelina Johnson for getting himself in detention in the first place, and he has to miss Ron's tryout for Keeper, which totally sucks. But don't worry, Ron makes it. It's all good. Spoiler alert! What? Oh my God, geez, just throwing those things. Oh wait, no, that's the recap. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the heck, guys? Megan <laughs> and I are like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> also, this is not a spoiler-free podcast. Spoiler what? alert: Dumbledore and Voldemort die. That's a spoiler. Missing. <laughs> And That's a spoiler. And Hedwig. That's a spoiler. Nagini is a horcrux. And Dobby. Spoiler. spoiler. Nagini used to be part of a circus. Whoa. Whoa. She used to be human. Spoiler. It's on Albus Severus. And then he goes on adventures with his friend Scorpius. What <laughs> up, Scorpion King? Scorpion King. not turned this episode off yet. Thank you. I'm going to talk about the fact that Harry has three children. James, Albus, and Lily. Can you tell which one's not the favorite? Oh. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Let's talk about a summary. <laughs> a summary? summary. Wait, so, what? Harry, like, wakes up, as he does every day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And he goes and he sits in the common room so he can have a moment of time alone from everyone else because, you know, he's Harry Potter and people want to talk to him. So he's sitting in the common room super early in the morning and he writes a letter to Snuffles to tell him what happened, but also not to tell him what happened, if you get what I mean. Um, Then he goes off to the Owlery, which is a hard word for Sasa to say, and he sees nearly headless Nick, who warns him about um, Peeves, and you know the cat with the posable thumbs, who loves making sailor knots in her free time. Oh my god! Um, Harry 
as <laughs> Harry has Hedwig take uh, the letter he's written to Sirius, and then whoa, Cho Chang is there, and they finally can talk. But you know, they're interrupted by Filch, who's talking about some nonsense about dung bombs. Not nonsense, man. He knows what he's talking about. And then they learn things from Hermione because she's reading the Prophet. And um, there's a very serious sighting and things about Sergius <laughs> Podmore. It's finally Quidditch time. Whoop, 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 whoop. Balls in the airs. People on brooms. Woo! Swish, swoosh, swash. Except it's just practice. Um, and so someone's a little bit nervous, especially with the audience they have because they're not nice. And then, you know, Weasleys do what Weasleys do and Katie Bell has to go to the hospital wing. Oh my gosh. That was a beautiful summary. That, that was good. that was intense. Not to be confused with camping. Not to be confused I was with Deathly Hallows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Oh, nope. He spoke about something being intense the other day. Because we were doing a thing and he I was supposed to not be able to laugh. It cracked me up. I wish I remembered what it was, but it was quite funny. That was the punchline. Intense. Intense. <laughs> That's cool. Is everybody ready to rock and or roll or boogie? Boogie. Okay. Yeah. So good old Harry Potter is the first person to wake up in his dorm the next morning. He just laid there awake and savored the thought that it was Saturday. And I said, this is an entire mood. Yes. Gosh, yeah. I just love it. I know that like. It's a little bit like Groundhog Day right now, but just knowing that it's like the weekend and my husband doesn't have to work, it's just so good. So I feel this very personally. Yeah. The first week of term felt like it had dragged on forever, like one big history of magic. Ouch. That description, because I feel like we all are like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So it's really early. It's just after daybreak. So he starts to head out of the dorm by himself with some parchment and a quill. And I have to tell you that even reading, I didn't do these notes that long ago. It was probably last week. But I am currently listening to Jim Dale read the audiobooks. So oh, when yeah. Order picks up, so Order picks up. In a couple of chapters, not to say it's not full of stuff right now. It is, but it's one giant lead up. Um, and when it picks up, it picks up and it goes and it's really hard to stop listening. So I am like super far ahead of this right now. And it's, it's kind of weird to like go back and be like, oh, okay. I have to like slow myself back down to get to back <laughs> where we are in the pod. I feel like we'll be right there with you too because we just discovered listening to it while we work during the day. So I loved it. We'll probably speed through this book real fast. <laughs> while you work. Yep. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so Harry makes himself cozy in his favorite armchair by a fire that wasn't there anymore. <laughs> he should have lit one himself. But he takes notice of the common room and he notes that it's very nicely cleaned up, including the quote unquote hats that Hermione has been making, even though he said they what look like woolly bladders. Yep. Yeah. Harry makes to start his letter, but he's kind of stuck. He's not really sure how to word it in code because everybody's checking letters right now and everybody, I mean, Umbridge and Filch. So 
by thinking this way, he kind of goes back to what had happened to him over the summer. And he discovers a new appreciation for Ron and Hermione because he kind of dogs them about not writing things to him over the summer, but he doesn't understand until now exactly how difficult it is to write in code. So I like that pull back to the beginning of the book because that kind of gives him a little bit of like forgiveness in a way to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Not saying that he was holding a grudge or anything, but it's, it's nice to know that that kind of has like sealed itself off and like that's done and he can kind of like fully let those feelings go. Right. Like I get it more now. I'm on the other side. Yeah, exactly. He has a lot of things to tell Sirius and he has questions to ask him and he really didn't know how he could do this in a way that wouldn't be figured out by someone else. So finally he's able to get started and he writes, dear snuffles, Hope you're okay. The first week here has been terrible. I'm really glad it's the weekend. We've got a new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, Professor Umbridge. She's nearly as nice as your mom. I'm writing this because the thing I wrote to you about last summer happened again last night when I was doing a detention with Umbridge. We're all missing our biggest friend. We hope he'll be back soon. Please write back quickly. Best, Harry. It's a really good coded letter. It is a good letter. Go ahead, Sasa. I just want everyone to know that I too missed their biggest friend because you know, know what? He's the best. I can't yeah. wait till that chapter though. I enjoy that chapter a lot. Yeah. I I've listened to it twice now. Like I went back and I listened to it again after I listened to it like the first time. Even though I've read I listened to this book not too long ago when I was listening to uh, I listened to four, five, six, and seven, and then I started back again on on uh, on five. So I've listened to that chapter three times pretty recently, and i I can wait, but I can't wait. It's gonna be a good one. I also really enjoy the part about Sirius's mom. I know I love that line. <laughs> yes yeah, that's that's good. It could mean anything. It's a really sweet thing to say. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So Harry read and reread this letter over and over, and he's trying to figure out, like, if an outsider could be able to figure it out, and he decided that it's good to go. Sirius will understand what he's saying, and um, he really hopes that he understands the bit, particularly about Hagrid. Aw. No. So it takes him a really long time to write such a short letter. So people in the dorms are starting to wake up and he doesn't want any part of that. So he decides <laughs> that he's going to head off to the Owlry to mail his letter. And I honestly, like, I just, I get it. Like, he's going through something and he doesn't want to be around people at that moment. And I feel that. So right after he climbs through the portrait hole, he meets up with Nearly Headless Nick. And he gets a bit of a warning. Quote, I would not go that way if I were you, said nearly headless Nick, drifting disconcertingly through the wall just ahead of him as he walked down the passage. Peeves is planning an amusing joke on the next person to pass the bust of Pericles halfway down the corridor. Harry goes, does it involve Pericles' falling on top of a person's head? Harry asked. Funnily enough, it does, said nearly headless Nick in a bored voice. 
Subtlety has never been Peeves' strong suit. I don't know. I'm off to try and find the buddy, Bloody Baron. He might be able to put a stop to it. See you, Harry. Really and I just think that's it. funny. Peeves has, like, no new things to do. He's right. been there so long. He's like, I'm going to do this joke again. He's probably got a book of, like, jokes that he's already pulled or, like, pranks. So I looked up Heracles. Born the 24th of September, 1541. Um, And I enjoy this. A Swiss... Okay, sorry. Hold on. Was born to a... Swiss physician and alchemist, a theologian, and a philosopher of the German Renaissance. So I thought that was pretty cool. A pioneer. Uh huh. Sasa wouldn't have it any other way. She'd be like, "Well, did you look that person up?" (laughs) As a matter of fact, I I was talking about. So. He was a pioneer in several aspects of the, quote, medical revolution in the Renaissance period, emphasizing the value of observation in a combination with received wisdom. He is credited as the father of toxicology. Pericles also has a a substantial impact as a prophet or a a divineer. Is that how you say that? Sounds good to me. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Cool. So I thought that was really interesting because it's like a bunch of like he did like a bunch of different things. Alchemy, a philosopher. um, It's like we're back in the first book. Yeah. And, you know, like the father of toxicology is really, really cool. And especially with the whole prophet and divination thing. I just think that's really neat. And the picture that this is all from uh, Wikipedia there's a very nice picture of a uh, balding man. So that's probably what the bust looked like. A balding man. Oh, that's a nice picture. That's a nice <laughs> picture. I was thinking that. <laughs> Everybody's donkey. Yep. So instead of going that way, here he goes a longer yet safer route to the Alry. And the sky outside was a brilliant blue... Oh, she's ready. She's ready. (laughs) As he walks past the windows and um, he knew he would be back on the Quidditch pitch at last. Uh. Ah, Quidditch. How we barely knew ye fifth year. (laughs) So something brushes up against his ankles. And of course, it's that two-thumbed cat, Mrs. Norris. I can't imagine Mrs. Norris <laughs> brushing up against his ankles, though. That's like a sign of affection. Unless That's a she's kitty, like kitty kitty mew mew thing, you know. Maybe she wants the attention just for him to look down at her and for her to be like, "I got you." Yeah, with those red it's, eyes. It's a manipulative be like, affection. Yeah, I'm yes. gonna tie you up. I'm gonna tie she you up. She doesn't have my red eyes. Meg, she doesn't. Up. She doesn't have red eyes. She may not have red eyes, but you, you. But you know what she does yeah. have. Yeah thumbs oh <laughs> you know who's a cool cat and has two thumbs mrs norris loves <laughs> <laughs> doing knots she plays cats in the cradle all the time with her little <laughs> string oh my god she writes long dissertation best. papers for filts for his schoolwork to try to be a wizard i bet she fills out all of the forms like for the paperwork for the kids that get in trouble 
She's his secretary. She types yeah. like 50 words a minute. She's great. All right, wow. I'm just going to leave now. Sure, go ahead. I'm... Bye, Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love So, you. anywho, love she you. turns her lamp-like yellow eyes on him, and then she took off behind the statue of Wilfred the Wistful. What do we know about Wilfred, you ask? Let me tell you. Wilfred the Wistful was a wizard of an unknown period. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, no. A statue of him is located in Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Mrs. Norris disappears behind the statue when she encounters Harry Potter heading towards the Owlry in 1995. Wow. Yeah, no, I know. Place of history. It's like like we didn't just uh, read that, you know? (laughs) So, but there is a little bit on the Harry Potter wikia about uh, the etymology. So, the name Wilfred means desiring peace from an old English will desire. And St. Winifred was the was a 7th century Anglo-Saxon section, Saxon <laughs> bishop. The name was rarely used after the Norman conquest, but it was revived in the 19th century. So, uh, there you go for your uh, history lesson there. Coolio. Awesome. Winifred Here. Julio. Oh, my God. Wilfred. Wilfred Julio. <laughs> Harry says <laughs> to Mrs. Norris. I'm not doing anything wrong, he calls after her. She had the unmistakable air of a cat that was off to report to her boss. Yet Harry could not see why. He was perfectly entitled to walk up to the Owlery on a Saturday morning. And he is right. There is something else happening here. So clearly, Cat's on a mission. Wonder who sent her. Hmm. Cat's on a mission. (laughs) (laughs) The sun was high in the sky now when Harry entered the Owlery. Glassless windows dazzled his eyes. Thick, silvery beams of sunlight crisscrossed the circular room in which hundreds of owls nestled on rafters, a little restless in the early morning light, some clearly just returned from hunting. The straw-covered floor crunched a little as he stepped across tiny animal bones, craning his neck for a sight of Hedwig. I just like that description of the Owlery. It's very yeah. nice. And I also it also makes me wonder like so there were once windows there. So I wonder when the owls kind of adopted this tower as their own. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good did, question. They, did they peck the windows out or did something happen? I don't know, but I want it to be a really cool story. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So Harry calls for Hedwig to come down and he tells her that the letter says it's for Snuffles, but it's really for Sirius. So magical owls can read then. That's so cool. He said that he knows what it, it, it what is written there, but here's what it really means. So She's I just so thought smart. that was pretty cool. She says she smart. is. He's a quality hoot. So, <laughs> oh, I even said this. So she understands like a quality owl would. Harry wishes her a safe flight, and she takes off to deliver the letter. He watches her until she is just a tiny black speck, and then finally vanishes. Wouldn't she be a tiny white speck? Not when you're flying. No, I think once you get far enough away, you don't see... It's just a speck. Yeah. Hmm. I've never watched an owl fly away before. Science, you know. Google specs and science and see what happens. Yeah. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I have another really nice description here for you. Quote The treetops of the Forbidden Forest swayed in the light breeze. Harry watched them, savoring the fresh air on his face, thinking about Quidditch later. And then he saw it. A great reptilian winged horse, just like the ones pulling the Hogwarts carriages with leathery black wings spread wide like a pterodactyl's, rose up out of the trees like a grotesque giant bird. It soared in a great circle and then plunged once more into the trees. The whole thing happened so quickly, Harry could not believe what he had seen, except that his heart was hammering madly. The owlery door opened behind him. He leapt back in shock and turning quickly saw... Cho Chang holding a letter and a parcel in her hands. Ooh, Ooh Cho Chang. What up, girl? Oh, hey, Cho. Oh, hey, Cho. Hi. Hi. That's what she, she says. says. Hi. Okay. <laughs> Harry automatically says hi, probably super awkwardly, because, you know, Harry. Harry. And then Cho, quote, breathlessly says hi back. Ooh. Was it just a really long walk up to the owlery? Yeah, she's just like, hi. Hi. That would be me. Down water. Hi. I just walked five flights of stairs. Anyway, yeah. I think it's probably a little bit more uh, lovey-dovey than that. Ooh. Maybe. Anyway. Harry's brain seems to have just blocked up. He wants to say something funny. For something interesting. But he literally can only think of the Thestral. Um, we don't know what they're called. The winged horse. Thank you. Reptilian. Reptilian. Pterodactyl, pterodactyl horse. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> what is wrong with you two? Oh, <laughs> we literally God. just did that at the same time. That's hilarious. We literally have been text. We text <laughs> all day, every day. So what do you expect? <laughs> True. Oh, God. Okay. Um, nice day, he said, gesturing to the windows. His insides seemed to shrivel with embarrassment. The weather. He was talking about the weather. <laughs> um, but Cho kind of just, like, rolls with it. And she says that it's great Quidditch conditions and asks if Gryffindor has a new keeper yet. And that's whenever she finds out that it's Ron. And she calls him, she's like, oh, the tornado hater. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I Not thought wrong. was funny. In his defense, I don't think anyone loves tornadoes. True. This is true. True. I definitely what about don't. tornado chasers? They probably do I mean, but them. What about the whole movie of Twister? They're an anomaly. An oh, anomaly. Doesn't James It almost sounds like you're like, <laughs> they live in the Amazon. <laughs> I live in an anemone. Alright, kid, don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. Alright. Uh, where was I? Okay. Cho asks if he is any good, meaning Ron. And Harry's like, Yeah, but I missed his tryout because I was in detention. And I think he probably was a little embarrassed having to admit that to her. Eh, but he's a bad boy. But I like But I like what that turns the conversation into because then Cho is like, oh, I heard about what happened. Like, you're brave. So she's like, Cho says that um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that 
that Umbridge woman is Makes me think of foul. Pops. Oh, he's the Braves. He's the Brave. <laughs> brave. Brave. Um, putting you in detention just because you told the truth about how, how, how he died. Um, everyone heard about it. It was oh. all over the school. You were really brave standing up to her like that. And I honestly, like, first of all, this is coming from Cho, which is going to mean the world to Harry because he has a major crush on her. But I think in general, had anybody said this to Harry, like, he needs this right now. Yeah. He, like, so needed to hear that from somebody right now. Um, And it was just, like, icing on top that it was from Cho, you know? Um, so Harry's insides reinflated so rapidly, he felt as though he might actually float a few inches off the dropping strewn floor. How romantic. Um, who cared about a stupid flying horse? Cho thought he had been really brave. (laughs) For a moment, he considered accidentally on purpose showing her his cut hand as he helped her tie her parcel onto her owl. Um, oh, oh, that? That's nothing. Oh, it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then Filch comes wheezing in, Mrs. Norris at his heels, and she mewed hungrily at the owls. Girl. Girl, those owls could probably eat you. Calm down. They too big for you. Um, but apparently Filch had a tip-off that Harry was placing a massive order for dung bombs, and Harry comes in sassy, arms folded, and is like, from who? Uh, apparently, Filch has his sources and wants Harry to hand over whatever he's sending, but sorry, bro. Harry already sent it. It's gone. And then Filch is like, well, how do I know it's not in your pockets? Um, which just is like, shut up, dude. I mean, come on. But anyway. Shut up, dude. I love sassy Harry in this scene, though. He's so good. I know. So, uh... Cho steps in, though, and she stands up for Harry, and she's like, he doesn't have anything. I saw him send it. And Filch is like, you saw him? That's right. I saw him, she said fiercely. Filch finally, you know, goes away, and Harry thanks Cho, whose face is slightly pink, because she didn't actually know if Harry had ordered dung bombs or not. She was just sticking up for him. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Um, I lost where I was. Oh, she didn't even know if Harry had ordered them or not. She stood up for him. She wonders why Filch thought he had if he hadn't. And Harry wasn't very bothered by it at the moment. Though normally he definitely would have been. Because Harry's all about questioning everything, you know what I mean? What does this connect to? What do you mean? Connect for. No, like, why did Filch come after him? I'm well, assuming... Because um, of the... I'm assuming Umbridge yeah. sent Mrs. Norris to follow him. Oh my god. And maybe... She tipped Filch off. Yeah. That's so dumb. Oh, to try to get the letter. <gasps> That's awful. Uh, yeah, because I bet you... I bet you Umbridge was... Like, Umbridge honestly was like, I need to know everything he's doing. And if he's yeah. going to the hourly, owlery, he could be sending yeah. a letter to anybody. If he's hourly going to the owlery. Yeah. Sarah, go ahead. Two things. Katie, that was the cutest thing I've ever heard because you were shocked that Umbridge would do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Second, 
I want everyone to say Owlery like five times fast. Oh my so god. Owlery, 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 Okay, teacher. Get out of here. Owlery, Owlery, Owlery. It's hard. It sounds like a weird chant. It does. You do it, Sasa. No, thank you. <laughs> um, so they leave together and part ways, and he walked on feeling quietly elated. He had managed oh. to have an entire conversation with Cho and not embarrass himself once. Harry, I relate to this so hard just on, like, people I don't feel romantic feelings towards. Right. Every, every day I'm like, why, to myself, why are you so awkward? Tell why the story. Why did you do X? Oh my god, tell the story. What? There's so many. What story? It's About fine. your Zoom meeting. Oh. Uh... So obviously a lot of people are working from home. And I... <laughs> I had a Zoom meeting, like, we just have a weekly Monday meeting, so I had a Zoom meeting. <laughs> and all of a sudden I, like, look in the chat. None of us use video. It's just audio. And I look in the chat and I see my face. And I'm just like, like, I'm confused because it's just me staring. And then I realize that as soon as I realize what happened, my boss is like, Katie, your video is on. Did you know that? And I was like, nope. <laughs> and I looked like total trash. It's so awkward. She's like, no. <laughs> and Meg laughed so hard she had to leave the room. I really did. Because as soon as she got off the call, she's like, I look like garbage. <laughs> I'm like, you really don't look that bad. Uh, you had, uh, you're fine. And stuff it, in the chat. It makes me think of like that viral video of that guy that was on the work <laughs> meeting. And then he like thought he logged off. And oh. then he gets up and he like stands there drinking coffee in like the back of his room. He's in his <laughs> underwear. And you can see all the other people. They're like, what? <laughs> did you see the guy that was um, fully like you, he didn't have pants on and did like yes! an interview on yes! like ABC, like one of the news channels. <laughs> and you see like he's sitting there with his legs crossed but he's in his underwear and like a nice button down shirt and a tie and a suit jacket with no pants. I don't think he realized that you could see everything. <laughs> oh my god. As Steph said in the chat quietly submits letter of resignation. Yeah at that moment for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright. Back oh. to the episode though but Lord. thank you for sharing your moment of embarrassment. It really brought me joy. I'm glad. I needed it that day. You're welcome. I'm and here it brought to, me I'm joy. I'm here to entertain. <laughs> I, I legitimately did have to leave the room to go and laugh because she was still on the call. <laughs> but okay. Oh god. So then Harry is like replaying the conversation in his head as he's going back to the common room and he's like she you were really brave standing up to her like that she had called him brave she did not hate him for being alive of course she had preferred cedric he knew that though if he'd only asked her to the ball before cedric had things might have turned out differently she had seemed sincerely sorry that she had to refuse when harry asked her so he very brightly says good morning to Ron and Hermione in the Great Hall, and Ron is surprised, and Harry says he's just excited about Quidditch later, He seems, which seems to make Ron deflate a little bit. He's nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron is me in this chapter. Yeah. Ron just needs confidence, but we'll get there. Um, 
So he asks if Harry will go out a little early with him before training to get some practice. And I love that he trusts Harry like this because, you know, at this moment, like Ron feels pretty vulnerable to like the situation going in. And they're at such a vulnerable age. They are. You know what I mean? And like, I get Harry's like his best friend, but I feel like sometimes like there are just certain things where it's like, it's hard even to, even for your, to go to your best friend and ask for like help on something like this, you know? Sometimes it's even harder with your best friend because like, you know them so well and you're so close, you know? Yeah. Um, so Hermione tries to tell them though, that she thinks that they shouldn't go because they're so behind on homework. But she broke off because the post arrived. So she opens up a prophet and there is breaking wizard news in the prophet. The bass player from the Weird Sisters is getting married, everybody. What? Sorry, you lost your last chance. Last chance gone. Taken. Mazel tov to them. Um, so Harry happily eats breakfast while Ron looks up at the windows and he seems quite preoccupied. Have they, like, swapped roles today? Because Ron's usually the one just munching, 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 and Harry's usually the one brooding, brooding, brooding. But anyway, it's flip-flopped, so that's brooding, weird. Brooding, 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 <laughs> oh um, and then suddenly Hermione goes, oh no, serious. And Harry snatches the paper so fast that they literally rip it down the middle together, so they have to, like, hold it back together to read it. Um, The Ministry of Magic has received a tip-off from a reliable source that Sirius Black, notorious mass murderer, blah, 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 is currently hiding in London. So Harry bets that it was Lucius, and he did recognize Sirius on the platform, just like they had feared. Yep. Um, So the Ministry warns the wizarding community that Black is very dangerous, killed 13 people, broke out of Azkaban, the usual rubbish, Hermione concludes, and lays down her half of the paper. And looks fearfully at Harry and Ron and goes, well, he just won't be able to leave the house again. That's all. Dumbledore did warn him not to, which she's not wrong. A man ain't lying when he says don't do it. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Harry looks glumly at his half of the paper. Most of it's devoted to an ad for Madame Malkin's robes for all occasion, but... There's more breaking wizard news. They're having a sale. So anybody, you know, if you need some robes, Madame Milkins, up for business. Snatch them up. Snatch those robes. Snatch them. Round them up. Yep. Uh, But then Harry goes, hey, flattening the paper down so Ron and Herm can both see. Look at this. And Ron is like, I've got all the robes I want. (laughs) Which made me laugh. But Harry's like, no, this little piece. It was barely an inch long and placed right at the bottom of a column. Guys, I'm so excited for this little tidbit of the Daily Prophet. Tidbit? Tidbit. tidbit. <laughs> this little tic-tac tidbit. Tic-tac tidbit. Give a dog a bone. <laughs> <laughs>
Trespass of the Ministry. What? Sturgis Podmore. Oh my god. 38. Of number two, Labernum Gardens, Clapham, has appeared in front of the Wizengamot, charged with tr- trespass and attempted robbery at the Ministry of Magic on the 31st of August. <gasps> Wait. Podmore was arrested by Ministry of Magic watch wizard Eric Munch. 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 Guys, <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> Who found he's so him, Bob's apron. The real MVP. Who found him attempting to force his way through a top security door at 1 o'clock in the morning. Thank you. Podmore, who refused <laughs> to speak in his own defense, was convicted on both charges and sentenced to six months in Azkaban. So Ron is like, I remember him. He's the bloke who looks like his head's been thatched, isn't it? Ron, who are you? <laughs> Um, and he starts to be like, isn't he part of the order? And Hermione's like, you can't be talking about that here in the Great Hall. Shh. So Harry's shocked. He's like six months for trying to get through a door. And Hermione's like, it's not for just getting through a door. Like, there's something going on. Like, what was he doing at the ministry at one o'clock in the morning? And Ron was like, well, maybe he's doing something for the order. And Harry's like, no, hold on. Wasn't Sturgis supposed to help us? be part of the guard when we went to King's Cross so like clearly he couldn't have been doing something for the order because that's what he was supposed to be doing for the order because Moody was annoyed he hadn't showed up Eric Munch yep. stopped him right with a punch mm-hmm. oh! <laughs> a punch then he slipped and then counter punched oh yeah right give him a one two slip one two slip <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Jinx, One, two, slip, roll, two. <laughs> Fishing move, two. Alright, so Ron... Boxing workout jokes. Okay, go ahead. Right? Yep. Ron's like, well, maybe it's a setup. And then he's like, hold on, hold on, like, hear me out. Because the other two are like, eh. He's like, think about it. The ministry suspects he's one of Dumbledore's, and they lured him to the ministry. He wasn't trying to get through a door at all. He was just made, it was just made up to get to him. And Harry's like, eh, that seems far-fetched, but Hermione, she looks impressed, and she's like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that was true. Yes. I was just gonna say, like, it it does kind of fall perfectly into the narrative that the Ministry is trying to portray right mm-hmm. now, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. So she thinks on it for a while. Um, all the way until Harry's done with breakfast, and then she goes right back into normal Hermione mode. She wants to tackle their homework, and Harry gets this little twinge of guilt, which I know all too well, because I'm a procrastinator, whenever he thinks about all his homework that he has to do. But, quote from the book, the sky was a clear, exhilarating blue, and he had not been on his firebolt all week. These are the excuses I make to myself. I haven't picked up my Switch yet today. I have to play it. Um, and Ron is totally me. He's like, I mean, we could do it tonight. Even though Hermione, um, her warning was still ringing in her, in their ears about how they were going to fail all their OWLs. And he's like, we've got tomorrow too. She gets too worked up about work. That's her problem. But then he's like, wait, but do you actually think she meant we couldn't copy off of her? <laughs> I love how Harry's like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. Awkward. 
turtles swimming in the pond. <laughs> do turtles swim or do yes. they just turtle? They turtle. Oh, you're right. They do turtle. Um, Yeah, so Harry's like to run. Broski. For sure she's not going to let you um, copy her homework. Because she doesn't like Quidditch, even though Quidditch is awesome, and she's not, which is a lie, because she is pretty awesome. <laughs> she's basically, so Harry's awesome. Like, yeah, homework is important, but you know what else is? Quidditch, because we need to practice if we want to stay on the team. Yep. But it's true, though. Like, you do need some exercise. And Harry's had a rough week, so, like, he can skeeve off of homework for a little bit to play some Quidditch. So they're walking to the pitch and Harry's kind of like looking towards the forest that's forbidden. (laughs) He's expecting to see Thestrals, but he doesn't know that that's their name coming out of the trees. So what are we calling them? The winged horses? Pterodactyls. Pterodactyl horses. The pterodactyls. Pterodactyls. Um, (laughs) Don't you put that... <laughs> so they get the balls out of the little carriage. What is it called? Like a box? A chest. A chest. Like, where is the chest? That's the word I'm looking for. A box. A box. They're in a box. And it's they take the balls box. out. And they go on their broomsticks and they fly around. And Harry throws the balls at Ron. And Ron's got to stop them before they go through the hoops. That's Quidditch, all right? <laughs> This some points of ball, but they don't matter because you just catch the snitch and you win the game. <laughs> so Harry helps Ron practice um, keeping the goals while Harry plays chaser. And um, after a while, like, and he does say, like, he gets better with time, like Ron does. Um, and really, his biggest thing that he is not a great player is because he doesn't have enough confidence in himself because he could be great. Yes. We see later on, he wins stuff. But. They then decide to take a little break for lunch to have some snickety snacks in the great hall. And then they return to the pitch for the real Quidditch practice with the team afterwards. Um, and the whole team is there, obviously, because it's team practice. And Angelina will hunt down everybody that you've ever been related to if you don't show up. knows <laughs> where you live. <laughs> <laughs> been now more nervous with his brothers there um and you know the rest of the team and then angelina then tells them hey i'm just letting you know they're like getting ready they're like getting changed or whatever she's like there we do have an audience uh but i just ignore them and harry's like oh i know who she's talking about just by the way that she said it um he's like it's probably going to be those slytherins the slytherins like that i think i want to say sly guys but i don't um and uh, things I want to say but I can't. So they do go out, and yeah, it is Malfoy and his crew of Slytherin Quidditch team people, and some other people that aren't on the team like Pansy and you know, um, Crab and Goyle. And of course, Malfoy then teases Ron um, about his broomstick, and then he's making him more nervous. And Harry kind of tells him, and he says it out loud mostly for Ron's benefit, but everyone else. Just to ignore them and, you know, we're going to make sure that we'll show them who's laughing at the end of practice. And Angelina's like, yeah, that's the spirit. Come on. Blah, blah, blah. Um, And I lost my place. And then Pansy (laughs) tries to make Angelina for her hair because I think Angelina's black, correct? 
Yeah. Yeah. She might have something in her hair, which I don't... I think she has dreads. Yeah, she's got some type dreads of... Dreads are... Holy looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they begin their practice. And so what they start off doing is they're tossing the quaffle to each other. They're like, basically, I think in a circle. I don't know why I find this funny. Um, and so Harry passes it to Ron. Ron drops it, and he dives to pick it back up. He's, of course, blushing. They continue to pass the ball around. Malfoy then decides to ask Harry from the stands if his scar's been hurting him. And he's like, I'm surprised that you haven't been in the hospital uh, wing all week. That's very unlike you, basically, is what he says to him. Malfoy, get out. And like, Harry, you want me to put you in the hospital wing, bud? (laughs) (laughs) Dude. Uh, You want me to, like, put you right in the hospital wing? (laughs) (laughs) Um. So then the ball goes around again. Harry catches it just by like the finger. Nope, I was gonna say the fingers of his tips. Defense. You do that with everything. I know. So it's probably natural to you now. So then he throws it to Ron, who duh misses it again by, and it said in the book like a few inches or like some inches so it wasn't like you know it just had like slipped out of his hands because he's butterfingers but like he wasn't even in range Angelina and she literally tells Ron like you need to pay attention um, and so like Ron has to go obviously and get the ball again so he goes he gets the quaffle and then he comes back up it says in the book that they're basically like the same shade of scarlet um, and you know, then he did third time around. It's third time's the charm. Ron finally catches it, and then he throws it to Katie Bell, and this is not funny, and it hits her right in the face. That's me, <laughs> he, like, man. Like, like really sorry. Like he didn't mean to hit her in the face. Um, <laughs> so he moves closer. Angelina tells him, like yells at him, like to no, like stay in your spot. She's fine. And then it kind of goes to Katie, and Katie's nose is bleeding. And then Fred, it's like, Fred and George, like, kind of go by by her, and they, he gives her something small and purple, tells her to take it, and it will clear her nosebleed up in no time. And not that they're strangers, but, like, don't take things you don't know they are in someone's pocket. <laughs> Truth, man. But like, I mean, specifically in this case, it's not a good thing. But, yeah, don't, it's weird. Don't do that. So then Angelina's like, all right. So now we're going to, like, really practice, like, get the rest of the balls out. Everyone go to their, like, spots. Um, and we're going to play, man. Um, <laughs> sports ball. Out of what sports they're going to do. And sports. Uh... They're playing sports. <laughs> Athletic teams. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're just going to have, like, um, obviously use, like, one half of the pitch. So, like, whatever goal post Ron is guarding, like, that's the side they're going to play on. Besides, the snitch is going to do what the snitch wants. Uh, and then I'm going to read a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, this is George speaking. Ron's making a right pig's ear of things, isn't he? Muttered George as the three of them landed at the crate containing the balls and opened it to extract one of the bludgers and the snitch. Oh, it's a crate. Crate. Crate, chest, trunk, whatever. He's just nervous, said Harry. He was fine when I was practicing with him this morning. 
Yeah, well, I hope he hasn't peaked too soon, said Fred gloomily. And like reading, rereading like this part, because earlier um, when Ron is like not doing so well catching the ball, like Harry notices like Fred and George aren't even making fun of him. And he's like glad for it because like Ron is really like, I think, upsetting himself. And like, obviously, we've talked about him not having confidence. And like, this just makes me think of, yeah, like their siblings and like Fred and George, like, you know, they make fun of, like, everybody makes fun of everybody, you know, in this family. Um, and at this point in time, like, they, they pick and choose their battles. So, like, right now, when, like, Fred's talking, like, gloomily, I think part of it is, yeah, like, he is, like, hoping because they all want to win their Quidditch team. But like, he also doesn't want his brother to fail. You know what I mean? So, like, he's also, in my mind, probably, like, upset that, like, he knows that Ron can do better because, like, obviously they've been, they've played Quidditch together for years, so he knows his true potential. Um, and he just needs more confidence. Yeah. So they just make me think of my because that's things we do. Even, but even like playing in front of Harry probably makes him a little bit nervous, you know, because oh, Harry is sure. really, really good, you know, and his, you know, being the first, like, first year and however long to be on a team and stuff like that, like. But we all know. But like, he practiced with him earlier. You know what I mean? Like, I I just I just wanted to point out that like I think that um, I like that they haven't like made fun of him. But I think it's more so because like they they they, they know, know how serious it is for yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and I think they all want obviously like besides besides their Quidditch team winning, they all want him to do well, and I think they know that he can do well. He just needs the confidence. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then Angelina blows her whistle. So then Harry lets go of the snitch. And then he kind of just almost blocks everything else out and is focusing on that. And basically nothing else. But shortly after she blows the whistle again, um, basically because Ron is not covering the middle or is own, isn't covering the middle post. And so it looks like Ron is only covering the, the left hand hoop. And not the other one. So then she kind of gives him feedback saying, like, you should stay in front of the center hoop. And then you only move if you have to cover the other ones. Like, just kind of, like, obviously you're on a broomstick, so, like, hover. But, like, make sure you're ready to move at, like, a moment's notice. But, like, you're also hovering, so you're, like, in motion, kind of. I don't know. Like a goalie? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like, it's hard to, like, you know, you got to kind of stay, like, on the balls of your feet. But, like, mm-hmm. his feet aren't touching anything but air. Fast feet. So she also wants Katie to do something about her nosebleed, uh, but it won't stop bleeding. And she's like, it's just getting worse, is what Katie is saying. I'm sorry, Katie, that your nose is bleeding. It's okay. Thank you. So then Harry, from the book, Harry glanced around at Fred, who was looking anxious and checking his pockets. He mm-hmm. saw Fred pull something, uh, out, pull out something purple, examine it for a second, then look around at Katie, evidently horror-struck. <laughs> Can you imagine him making this face? You know that's serious business yeah. if he looks horror-struck. <laughs> Every time I read his name, I think about the fact that his name is said more in the series than George's. It like, is. I wonder if she did that on purpose because she knew she was going to, like... Wasn't she going to... No, well, wasn't she going to kill Arthur and then decided against it? No, it was Arthur it was- Remus. Oh... Uh, Got it. So, you know, those cool people not called the Slytherins are chanting Gryffindor are losers, Gryffindors are losers. And I said, um, like the Gryffindor team basically like doesn't 
lose is what I supposed to, was supposed to write. Most, <laughs> especially with Harry on the team. So I'm just like, just saying. Gryffindors okay. are losers. Gryffindors are losers. What a thing to chant. Like, Rude. can you come up with something that's too wordy? Lame. Second of all, <laughs> like you're sad that you can't beat them in a game. Word. Word. Go Claws. Just you could say Gryffindors. Claws. Gryffindors are mediocre. Gryffindors at, are mediocre. At best. <laughs> Gryffindors are mediocre at best. <laughs> nothing. Or nothing. Or nothing. Uh, oh, goodness. Anywho. So they start to play again, but again, it's shut court by shut. Nope. It is cut short by the dreaded whistle because of Katie. Because Ron or Harry's like, what is it this time? He said to like Alicia. Um, it's like, it's Katie. Katie, you're ruining his Quidditch practice. You're and he doesn't ruining appreciate it. it. I'm a horrible it is ruined. Quidditch player. Ruined. Ruined. <laughs> ruined. So another little slip from the book. And it says, Harry turned and saw Angelina, Fred, and George all flying as fast as they could towards Katie. Harry and Alicia sped toward her, too. It was plain that Alicia had stopped turning just in time. Katie was now chalk white and covered in blood. Cripes, girl. Go to the hospital wing. She just has to eat a different candy. Well, when Fred noticed it, why wasn't he like, whoa, Why didn't he give her the other candy? Yes. Maybe he thought it was going to stop. Um, so somebody. <laughs> obviously Katie Bell needs to go to the hospital wing and then the twins are like we'll take her <laughs> and they say like she might have swallowed a blood blister pod by mistake and this basically ends the Quidditch practice because with three of their people out like there's no point in trying to train or practice or whatever the word I'm looking for is so they go and get changed all the while the Slytherins continued their Oh, so clever chanting about Gryffindors are losers. Um, and I looked up blood blood blister pod on the good old Le Google. And then on the wikibooks.org, this is what it says. A blood blister pod is a purple pod, which either causes uncontrollable bleeding or if bleeding is already occurring, prevents it from stopping. And then it talks about how Kate, or Ron hit Katie in the face with the ball. And Fred gave her the thing that her nose wouldn't stop bleeding. Um, and it says the fact that Ron is carrying a pocket full of blood blister pods would indicate that they are a vital component of some part of the Skyving snack box line. Most likely the nosebleed nougat. 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 Uh, knowing the twins, they are also quite possibly untradeable magical substances under the law, which would explain why we only see them once. Um interesting and like i was thinking about this while i was writing my notes earlier uh because like the the piece of the purple stuff that they eat or whatever color they eat for it to stop bleeding like i wonder if that could be like used to like help people with like wounds or like if you have internal like just take this snack and then the bleeding stops guys bottom line snacks cure everything I was kind of thinking about that with the Weasley twins for a while, like all these things that they've created. And then you think about like what they did for the ministry during the war. They like created things for the ministry, didn't they? They said something about how like the ministry placed an order for all of the Aurors for something that they had created. This was like in 
I can't remember exactly when, but... That's awesome. It's whenever they pull Harry into the stock room when they're visiting Weasley Wizard Wheezes. Mm-hmm. And they say it's like a helmet or something. I can't remember exactly. But anyway, it's like just super cool. Shield charm. Something like that, yeah. It's just so cool how, like, yeah, these are just, like, sweets and tricks, but, like, they're legitimately useful for other things as well. Like, they're so smart. They're basically just inventors of all kinds of, like, crazy Mm -hmm. things that end up being super useful. Yeah. It's uh, Harry and... Harry uses one at the ministry when he's trying to go get into Umbridge's office. Yeah, the decoy detonator. Mm Mm-hmm. Or the Peruvian instant darkness powder. He uses that to try to talk to Malfoy, or uh, talk to Malfoy, overhear Malfoy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. It's time <laughs> for the lightning bolt. Lightning bolt sounds like. <laughs> pew 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 pew. That is what a lightning bolt sounds like. According yep. to Doctor Seuss. Boom boom boom. Mister Brown is a wonder. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. Mr. Brown makes thunder. He makes lightning splat, splat, splat. And it's very, very hard to make a noise like that. <laughs> splat, splat, splat. All right. Give them to us. All right. Vinny asks, what would be your secret letter code name? Snack attack. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I want to say Sasa, but everyone knows it's me. Florence. But everyone knows it's me, too. everyone knows it's her. Bud. Bud. You could say Suzanne. Suzanne. (laughs) I know what I would be. T-Ray. (laughs) T-Ray. That's your name in my phone. T-Ray. Megs would be Lily. Dr. Regina Phalange. Lily. I'd be Lily. Ken Adams. I can't stand you. Uh, I'm gonna be Holden McGroin. Oh. <laughs> I you pee freely. What? I pee freely. Y'all. Seymour, I will say the Ken Adams episode is probably my top five. One of my top five. I don't think it's we've seen good that. We have not. We have not. Um... The next question comes from Emily. Would you have been able to write a good coded letter? It yeah. Would, it would have taken me a while, but I would have been able to figure out how to do it. I would have been like, how's the thing at the place? <laughs> Katie. So when I was in college, my, my best friend now, Jen and I, we used to speak in code, but we would use like Greek letters, but like spell it out. So, like, we had a whole system, and I don't know if we can do it now, but, like, so we could talk freely, like, in an open room, and, like, you just would have to figure out, like, what words we were spelling out, and her big Lori um, used to get so mad at us, and we're like, you know these Greek letters, like, it's not that difficult, it's just, like, we didn't want to, like, whatever we were talking about, um, yeah, so that's what we used to do, all, literally all the time. <laughs> Oh, good times. Katie, did you say if you would be able to? I'd be terrible. Oh. Um, Kelly asks, was Sturgis Podmore actually trying to get through the door or was Ron right? I think Ron was right. Well, I think he was imperious, wasn't he? Isn't that what we find yeah. out later? 
Yeah. He was legitimately trying to get like they it was it's kind of like both instances yeah. are correct. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to my life seeing both sides of everything. Oh my <laughs> word. <laughs> True. Is that all we got? Yeah, that's it. That's oh man. Anybody that's else short. have any questions? Amongst the chat, amongst us. Uh what do you what think? color would you want your blood blister to be? Purple. I mean, it's the coolest. Right. What other colors are than purple? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I would probably have red? like a maroon. Yeah. Like a, yeah. like a ox blood color, to be honest with you. Oh. It seems fitting for the name. Okay. All right. <laughs> can get on board with that. Oh, goodness. Um, Emily asks, what Lego set would you buy if you could only have one of the new ones? Tower. A burrow. Tower of Terror. I don't do Legos because I don't have the patience for it. So uh, none of them. I'd save my money and buy a pair of shoes. Ah, because, uh, yeah, I don't know how blocks work. <laughs> I would get the Privet Drive one. I think it's pretty cool. It's pretty Whoa. cool. They're all coming in now. And if Katie got the Burrow one, oh, then, like, so we kind of get oh, two. So all of a sudden we get to the lightning bolt round and all y'all discorders are like, wait a minute, I forgot. When it becomes swish and sip. Yeah. You don't even sip. know. All right. Mia. even know. Girl. Mia. Mia asks, Mia. would you try Mia. out for Quidditch? Heart Heck yes. no. I would suck. I would stay away from the undertow. <laughs> Heck no. Muscle. I always think about the fact that I thought the undertow was a real monster. But yeah. I probably, well, I probably would. I tried out for, or maybe I didn't try out for volleyball in high school. I didn't try out. I did a lacrosse camp. Oh, okay. And I, I like, liked it, but I didn't. And I, like, kept going like this. She's like, they're not going anywhere. Like, you just got to be, like, more loose. I played basketball in grade school, and I hated it. Um, I played volleyball for, like, three years at grade school, and I did like it, but. That's cool. Um, Courtney asks, would you have snatched the paper as hard as Harry? I can totally see that happening in the mean you just dying laughing. I know. Yep. Yeah, I would have been like, "Give me!" Ow, sorry, I was overzealous. <laughs> Katie, uh, your owl was so fake. Ow, ow, ow. I could be saying this wrong, but Brona, do you think the two blister pods and the nosebleed nougat were the same color? I'm assuming they're no. slightly different. And that's why he agree. realizes, oh, shoot. Yeah. Like a dark purple and then a slightly lighter purple. Yeah, like very I would close. Like a lilac and a violet. Yes. yes. I would say, shoot the shooters. Yep. Um, Vinny asks, have you ever been as awkward as Harry was with Cho with someone? Oh, yeah. My entire life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that time I met Benji Madden was pretty freaking awkward <laughs> yeah that was pretty great that was the worst moment of my life she touched <laughs> his hand because he had tattoos shut up i was at I... go ahead i have i was at a wedding that 
it was like someone from high school. God, so long ago. So it was like someone from high school that I like loosely still talk to. So Marty and I went and then we like saw people that I had literally not talked to in years. And I was so awkward. And like we had this whole conversation and then they they got up to like go like dance or something. And he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, I don't even I don't even know what to do. He's like, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> usually i'm pretty good at like carrying on conversation but i like had nothing to talk to these people about it was so weird i remember Um, when oh go ahead go ahead i was gonna say when i was in high school (laughs) it was our senior year and panic at the disco was playing um at the tower city amphitheater and bridget had promised us because we had seen them in in um in Chicago. And, like, when I say, like, when we were in the last row, like, I'm not exaggerating. Like, behind me was a wall. Like, that's how far back we were. <laughs> and, like, you couldn't even see them on, like... And I don't really care. Like, I don't need to be in the first row because, like, I don't need to look at you. I just am here for the music. <laughs> but we even couldn't see, like, them on the screen because, like, the bar coming down from the ceiling was blocking it. So we went to the Tower City Amphitheater. And this girl that we went to high school with had won tickets on the radio, like, was in class. I was with her in class when she, like, wouldn't get off her phone because she um, was in line to get tickets. Won tickets and, like, backstage passes to meet them. Dang. And Bridget and Maya and I, like, saw her. And we're like, hey, like, however. And she was with another girl that we went to school with who, like, I've known, have conversed with, could not remember her name. And so I was, like, talking to them. And I was, like, introducing them. I'm like, this is Jill and, uh, uh... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who was it? I don't remember her name. Still. <laughs> oh my! All I remember is like when I was on my Kairos retreat, Jill and I roomed together, and this is why I say this. You know that old commercial that was like the girl talking to talking to on her on a fake phone. She didn't have a phone. She wanted a phone, like a cell phone, and she's talking to her BFF Jill. She's like, I don't know, IDK, my BFF Jill. Yeah. So she'd be like, IDK, my BFF me. And then she'd laugh, she goes, get it, because I'm Jill. Oh, my gosh. She was one of the funniest people, like, I went to school. She was very funny. Um, But, yeah. I still don't, I could could see the girl's face. It might have been Katie. I don't think it was. I think it might have began with a K or a C or something. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. Yeah, they met Panic at the Disco before they all broke up. I think it was Panic at the Disco. And then yeah, you know who I think it was them. because we were there too. Yeah. Who was the band that did the opening for um, the Hush Sound? Is, are they the ones that did? I think it's the OC. It was I don't the remember. OC, or what's the other show? Um, with like Peyton and Brooke and oh, Lucas. God. Oh, uh, come on, come the, on. Discord, Wintry Hill. Thank you. Thank Wintry Hill. <laughs> It might have been the opening to them because they they opened that um, that concert. That also, was a good show. that was the first. I wouldn't really call it a mosh pit that oh, I was, was ever so... in, and that is the only one I will ever be in. That was the most was... terrifying mosh pit I've ever been in. Yep. For Panic at the Disco, like what the I heck happened? I don't like people touching me, and it was not a cold day. Like I had a the whole North crowd Bay fell jacket. over. The whole crowd what? fell over yep. when we were in it. Oh, I don't... Oh my god! Fell over on top of each other. It was terrifying. Um, Dude, that's how people get really had her daughter like in the front, like on like by the bars or whatever, and she was like getting mad that like people were squashing them, and she's trying to talk to security, and the security guy's like, 
what do you want? Like, this is what happens. Like, I'm not, people are going to push you. Um, but I just remember, like, it was so hot out, but I literally would not take my jacket off because sweaty people were all around me and I didn't want, ugh, I didn't want them touching me. Um, and I was like, yeah, next time I'll just stand back. <laughs> but we had a good time. My story's not as cool as that, but I was Sorry. At, no, it's fine. I was at work and I like ran into someone. I was someone on this who... Zoom call at work. Right. Yeah. No, all my awkward things are at work. <laughs> I was at work and I was, I don't know, conversing with someone quickly, like passing in the hallway and my words got all confused and they said something to me and I just said, thank, and just kept going. <laughs> so weird. I remember you telling me about it was that. Horrible. I have another funny story, but this one's not about me. This is about my mom. <laughs> oh Lord, go for it. This was years ago when she still worked at um at the other hospital, the first hospital I ever worked at. And my, I come from a family of like a lot of people work in the same place. Well, <laughs> my my uncle's ex-wife worked at this one hospital, and his new wife was working at the one that we were all working at. And my mom saw her the one day and she goes, hi, Patty, how are you? That's first wife's name. She couldn't remember. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he had been divorced since I was like a little kid. And the, so, and he had been married to Roseanne for maybe like 10 years by now, maybe longer. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not like they were newly in her life. Like she's talked oh, to Roseanne. Oh my like, gosh. Spent time couldn't remember her name and the best part is she did this not once but twice with her (laughs) oh my god and she was like yeah she was not pleased and like both all of my cousins and my uncle they thought it was hilarious that like she called her patty and she's like "Uh, uh, i'm sorry like couldn't just couldn't remember that her name was roseanne that's funny Makes me laugh to this day. <laughs> that makes me think of what I did for years. So I have a list of people I send Christmas cards to, right? No idea why. But um, my uncle, when I was growing up, so like a long time ago, dated somebody named Linda. And my grandpa, after my grandma passed away, remarried to a woman named Linda. Two opposite sides of the family. Well, it turns out I had been addressing my uncle's Christmas card to Linda instead of his real wife's name, Lisa. So I had been addressing the card to him and his ex-girlfriend from like 25 years ago Oh my <laughs> for gosh. like three years. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It was so dumb. And I know her name is Lisa, but it was, you know, to Linda. It happens Did there. they not say anything? No! <laughs> My mom had to be like, wait a minute, who's this? And I was like, what? Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was out of control. I don't have Uh, any good awkward stories. I don't really remember anything ever. What? You walked into a grocery store one time and you went up to this old lady and you were like, hi, Aunt Terry. Lady turned around. Not Aunt Terry. I forgot about that. (laughs) Aww. Shout out to Aunt Terry. I was so sure that was my aunt. Meg didn't even say sorry. She just turned around and walked away. I was so embarrassed. (laughs) There's this little old lady, too. She was probably so confused. Oh, man. All right. That's all we got. Go to the fan story, Kate. Okay. okay. Yeah. Fan story. So this week comes from Janelle Scholes. Ooh, Janelle. You are a fantastic human being. And your cat's super cute. Special shout out to Loki. 
Okay. Meow. I've been a listener for over a year now, and I think it's about time I share my Potter story. I'm Janelle. I'm a proud Hufflepuff with some Slytherin tendencies. My Ilvermorny house is Puckwudgie. My wand is Holly with a phoenix feather core, 13 inches hey. in length, and reasonably supple flexibility. That's pretty close to Harry's. Yeah. Yeah, what's Harry's length? I don't know. Some Nine and up. three quarters. Four. It ain't. That's what mine is. <laughs> it ain't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my Patronus. I'm Googling it. Go for it. My Patronus is a doe. Oh, and my favorite character is Tonks. I vividly remember the day I was introduced to the wonderful world of Potter. On the way to lunch, yes. Harry's is 11. Close. So basically the same wand, minus two inches. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. You are Harry Potter. On the way to lunch, my fourth grade teacher announced that she would begin reading this Harry Potter book to us. One of my classmates explained that it was a story about a boy who founds out he is a wizard and goes to a wizarding school, to which I replied, that sounds dumb. (laughs) 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 needless to say i could not have been more wrong i fell in love with the story and the characters during the first few chapters and ended up purchasing it for myself and reading it before we finished it as a class i was one of the lucky ones who grew up with the characters bought every book as it came out and saw every movie in theaters once i even convinced my youth pastor to take my youth group to the theater because we were on a week-long mission trip where ha- when Half-Blood Prince came out and I was not about to miss opening week. I so feel that on a personal level. Yep. I did that. I know. But for the book. The sixth book? The sixth book. That's awesome. <laughs> Growing up, I always felt like the outcast and the weird one of my friends. I tried very hard to be someone else to fit in with the popular crowd, but I never managed to be successful. As I got older, even though I was slowly beginning to become comfortable showing bits and pieces of my true personality, I still hid parts of who I was to keep from being rejected by the people I wanted so desperately to be friends with. Fast forward to 2012, when I decided to move across the country by myself for grad school, to a city where I didn't know a single soul. I decided to reread the series for fun, not realizing the huge impact it would have on the next few years. I was again having trouble finding a place where I felt I belonged and struggled a lot with anxiety, depression, and stressful friendships. So despite my anxiety surrounding social interactions and trying new things, I decided to join a Harry Potter meetup group, which eventually evolved into a Quidditch team. That's awesome. That's awesome. I instantly found amazing people and finally felt like I was completely accepted for who I was. They made me feel like I mattered and that I could be loved just as I am. They gave me the courage to be myself in other settings which allowed me to build positive relationships with new friends and to leave toxic friendships behind. Since that time, I have found myself rereading the books during times of stress and big transitions. I have had so many amazing friends out of a mutual love for Harry Potter and have stopped trying to be someone I'm not. I guess while the story and the characters hold a special place in my heart, it is the fandom community that has had the biggest impact on my life. I came across Swish and Flick during a stressful time of my life. I was living in a new city, again, Still attempting to complete grad school, had very few friends, and had just started a seven-hour road trip to attend the funeral of a college teammate. That's sad, I'm sorry. But the friendship between you ladies and your love for Harry Potter gave me hope that I could get through that situation and that I could find my community again. While I'm still working on finding my people locally, I have been able to form wonderful friendships within the Swisher community, and I am so grateful to have this platform to feel that sense of belonging that I need. To the four of you, thank you so much. Keep being good humans and don't let the muggles get you down. Thank you, Janelle. Yes, thank you. thank you so much. Janelle, that's the sweetest. And also, I resonate super hard with that because not even intentionally knowing, I fought against, like, me, myself, and I. 
and then realized one day why I am doing this. And, like, now I'm me and I'm so much better for it, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think, aren't you, I think she's working on her dissertation. Yes. For school. Yeah. Cheers. So, good luck with that. I remember my mom going through that. Um, and while she was much nicer going through that than when she was getting her master's degree, uh, it was still difficult. So, <laughs> good luck to you. I know you're going to do amazing. Um, and hopefully it's over and quick goes quickly and easily. Yeah. Oh, yes, for sure. You got this. For sure. Tell me a joke, because you're the best. Right, I gotta get my knock, pencil. knock. Who's there? Boo. <laughs> Boo who? Why are you crying? You okay? <laughs> what mom. does Alana say? Okay, Mama mommy, sad? okay? Mama sad? <laughs> my family would make fun of me because I never told that joke right. I would always say, Boo, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> as a small child okay and when she says small child she means last year right pretty much (laughs) question of the week I mean joke of the week what would have happened had Harry not found the golden egg in time at the Triwizard Tournament it would have hatched no he would have been (laughs) exterminated exterminate exterminate God, remember all the stupid eggs in Animal Crossing for so long? I don't. It's a matter of fact. For so long. Marty doesn't even play the game. Doesn't play the game. And the one day I was fishing and I pulled up an egg and he goes, man, I'm sick of these eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Can you do it in your Harry Potter voice and say that? You want to hear a funny story about eggs? So the other day, um, I went to go, and when I say other day, I think it was yesterday. I uh, made myself an egg sandwich with a bagel and some provolone cheese, and um, I went to crack the egg over the um, thing to roast it. And I'm trying to think, pan is what I'm trying to think of, and clearly my brain. I don't know, to, to fry the egg, basically. <laughs> and I crack it, and, like, normally when you crack the egg a little bit, you know, obviously, like, it'll kind of pop open. Well, this one didn't, so I was like, whatever. So I cracked it again and realized that I had taken two hard-boiled eggs out. I was like, oh. So then I had to, like, get the other eggs out <laughs> to, to make my fried egg, like, bagel sandwich. So I had to, like, brew, and then I had to eat, like, I wasn't going to just leave it there. And... Like, I knew they were, like, a couple of days, like, sitting in the fridge for a couple of days. That, that was the easiest me. I've ever, like, taken, peeled an egg ever. Like, a hard-boiled egg. That and would have was... confused me so bad. I could just picture myself, like, hitting it like, and being what like, heck? what is wrong with this egg? <laughs> oh, like, I hit it, tw- I cracked it twice, and then I'm like, oh. And I'm like, this is funny. And, like, my dad saw me do this, didn't say anything to me. <laughs> it wasn't like, hey, I boiled those, because I know it was him that did it. <laughs> like, what the heck? So I had to, like, rearrange to get the other eggs out. Uh, and it was quite a good sandwich, if I'm not being honest. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm thinking of trying to make bagels. But anyway, let's get to social media and then we can talk about our lives. So bagels. you can find us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast, on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You can follow all of your hosts on some form of social media. Katie and myself are on Twitter and Instagram at The Petrus Family. Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at TiffSwish underscore Flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Oh. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. Mally. Uh, oh, Mally. So we love doing stories on Instagram and we tend to go live before episodes. So make sure that you turn on alerts for us so that you can join in on the fun. Also, if you love us and we love you, and the answer to that is we do, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast. Patreon allows us to do our Phoenix Plus boxes. It allows us to send you guys fun sticker packs. It allows us to get the proper equipment that we need. Launch new merch. Keep our podcast live. Keep our website live. Basically... It helps keep Swish running, and we super appreciate every single person that's a patron. Um, We appreciate the people that can't be patrons, too. You guys are awesome. We love all of our listeners. But if you are so inclined to support us, you can donate anywhere from $2 up to $25, and each level gives you different things. So just read through those, and you can choose the one that fits you the best. Yes. Yeah. Tiffany, tell me what you do win. Tell me something good. Um. So, I'm on. I'm almost done with week four of the boxing program that we've been doing. Yes. I absolutely love it. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna do another round when I'm done. It's six weeks long, so I've been killing that. I am listening to order on basically high speed i love it so much i had a great birthday i got a lot of very fun things like a new fire pit and outdoor furniture which was cool and a new desk which was awesome i also started do i need to get a husband because i didn't get anything for my birthday Sorry. <laughs> no, and I've been playing um, Breath of the Wild again and still playing Animal Crossing with my friends. It's been a lot of fun. That's it. <laughs> um, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. I've been working from home. I've been loving it. We've been doing the boxing workout with Tiffany. We kind of stepped off the yoga bandwagon not because like we don't like it but just it's a lot to even set aside time for one workout a day let alone two so we've just been doing the boxing um and i think that i'm gonna start playing zelda hear that tiffany so i'm so excited i've asked for zelda and the guidebook for my birthday what are you winking at me for? <laughs> you got something in your eye? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've been 
I'm grateful for how good I feel mentally right now during this crazy time. So, yeah. Um, I've also been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, trying to be a better me. Doing that on my own for myself with, like, exercise. I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better cat mom. I just want to do things good. Yeah. Our cats have been loving us so much. Me and Ted took a five-minute feather stick break today, and it was awesome. They played feather stick. It was very cute. Feather stick. We've been bird watching with Iggy. Mm-hmm. Follow our Instagram for the Iggy bird Iggy has been cuddling with us on a daily basis, which was not... A thing that he did prior to us working from home. So I think that he mm-hmm. has a newfound love for us, and I'm That's here awesome. for it. Yeah, I'm totally here for it. Mm. Um, yeah, pretty much just working on me, myself, and I, and just trying to get life together. Figuring like, out life. Where are we yeah. going to move? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? We've got two months. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, it's it's cool. No, I mean, it's been awesome, cool. like doing the same workout as you guys. I sent them a progress picture. What was that Monday Tiffany. or whatever? Dude, gains, shredding, shredding, shredding. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Proud of you. Proud of me. Thanks. Proud of all of us. Proud oh, of yeah. you, Sasa. I'm proud of you for going to work yeah, and being an essential worker. That's right, girl. Honestly, I love going to work to talk to people that aren't my family. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I need that social interaction at least some part of my life. Um, yeah. But besides going to work during this time, I actually had a wonderful birthday. Um, my cousin stopped over and brought me tacos and so we ate tacos and drank margaritas literally like on each separate side of my porch. Um, and her mom drove by with her baby so I could see her because I haven't seen her in like forever. But she was sleeping. So I like waved at her through the car window. Um, but I had a nice birthday. All things and, you know, everything happens for a reason. So I was supposed to be home, you know. Um, and then I've built a lot of things. I built a desk. I built a desk chair. And I built a piano during this uh, quarantine and so my mom has wanted a piano for literally years and we had one when I was a kid but like I think it stopped working I don't really remember because like we got rid of it when I was like super young um and so ever since then she's wanted a piano because she wants to learn to play the piano um and now it's turned into the two of us are learning to play the piano but I'm still like I still don't know. <laughs> it's hard to get the both hands. Like, it's one thing to do one hand, but then once you start learning two at once, you're like, whoa, that's whenever I was like, I'm out. <laughs> play, um, I can play Twinkle Twinkle, uh, which Alana loves. So, like, we'll FaceTime so she can. <laughs> I literally, I told him, I'm like, my mom bought another book. We have two books that we're kind of learning from. Um, and... I don't ever need to be, like, a concert pianist, but, like, having my niece be like, play Twinkle Twinkle, play uh, Row, 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 which I taught her that song, so, like, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, what else do I play? did I play for her? Um, I could play Twinkle Twinkle, like, pretty well, and, like, I could do it without looking at the book. 
I can um, play, like, is it a head, I have a dreidel? I don't know. I call it the yeah. dreidel, dreidel, dreidel song, which is what it's called. But I can play that decently well. Um, there's a couple other songs that I, Frere Jacques, I'm pretty good at. Um, so I'm slowly learning not super well. Oh, and then there's like a Star Wars bit of a song that I can play. The part that's like, that's all I can play. Like I don't know what the last two Dana notes are. Um, but it's been honestly, it's been like a lot of fun. And like since when I'm home during the week, my dad's also home because like he's the only one in my family that's working from home because all of us have jobs where like we have to go in. Um. And I like I'm not gonna play while he like is doing work calls all day. So like I only played on the weekends with my mom. But we have a good time. And all we do is really we laugh. Because <laughs> it started out with us trying to play heart and soul. Um and now it's evolved. And she just got a new book in yesterday. So we'll be playing that this weekend. So we'll probably be playing it on Sunday. That's so cute. Yeah. And that's pretty much my life. Oh, I bought calls it piano. Yeah, she, yeah. She's so cute. She thinks it's her piano. <laughs> um, but like I, I've, I've been trying to pay off my credit cards, you know, just being an adult because I'm in my 30s now and everything hurts. <laughs> I Literally, I have a crink in my neck today. Meg picked me up today just like jokingly and I was like, Ugh, my back. She's like, oh my God, are you, I'm sorry. Are you okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like my sleeping's been off. I had a, ho- not a horrible, it wasn't a horrible dream. It just is like a very vivid dream that has stuck with me that I had last night, but I actually slept for a good long time versus like the night before when I only slept for like four hours. Yeah. Oh, longer than that. Maybe five. I don't know. This is 30, man. I'm almost there. Will I be 30 almost when this one comes out? There. No, I don't think so. I don't really know. I feel might be great. Over. I don't know about you people. No, I'm just like uh, super tired all the time, but honestly, it's my thyroid stuff. So like. True. Life. That's true. Life, man. <laughs> Dig it. I need a snack. If everybody could send just like good vibes to me when this episode comes out because i think that i'll be making a really huge change in my life and it's scary but a good thing she's leaving katie for she's moving (laughs) don't you love that i said she's leaving katie for tiffany and you're like she's moving in my basement (laughs) (laughs) why do you think we're so synced up in this episode pterodactyl yells at the same time come on you knew it was coming I'm also probably uh, going to bleach my hair again by the time this episode comes I can't, out. And this, I don't want to talk to her. And <laughs> talk to I'm her. having brunch on Sunday with my friends. We're going to get all dressed up, um, and we're going to Skype each. Well, we're probably going to Zoom or like Google Hangout or something. And we're going to eat um, food and be cute because we would do that pre this coming out, but like actually be together. That's cute. <laughs> All right. Was that all for the greater good? Yeah. I don't like saying for the greater good. For the best of the best. For the best of the best. Let's go back to for Voldemort and Valor. No, man. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's better. (laughs) For for Grindelwald and goodness. (laughs) 
Make a How G. How do you make a G like this? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it would be like this. <laughs> yeah, no one knows what you're saying. <laughs> oh, she's signing. She's signing. I don't know. What oh my gosh. It just all caught <laughs> up. It made her move so fast. It was like it was like fast forwarding through everything that you did. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You're great. For uh Butterflies and butter beers, everyone. Yeah. yeah. For bow truckles and butter beers. I, I don't care. Hey. I don't care for um butter. Oh my god. For, for fire whiskey and friends. Yeah. Okay, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice. <laughs> We cannot start. I do not have a verb. <laughs> All right. Are we ready, Freddies? Yes. Iggy ready. says hi to everybody just so Hello, you guys know. Hello, Iggy. Here we go. Tiffany said hi. Okay, I'm ready. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.